Hi everybody, I'm uh, this is Pastor Kale, and I'm here with Aaron Frankford. Yeah, and we're uh, uh, we're we're doing our last Bible in a Year podcast. Feels like it was just yesterday that we started. Yeah, no kidding. Signing up for all these things is pretty crazy. Right, it's amazing how fast a year goes. Um, well, so we're in the book of Habakkuk today, um, and uh, uh, sorry about that because I probably just made a bunch of noise on your podcast. Uh, and it's, I was just telling Aaron right before we started that uh, I'm kind of bummed that this book is happening on Thanksgiving because uh, I w- I've really been looking forward to it. And uh, not that, I mean, it's good that it is happening, uh, but I wish it were happening on a Sunday uh, because this is, uh, is one of a, I think, one of the, a really unique book of the Bible. Um, it's kind of this conversation between Habakkuk and God and um, it's uh, uh, it's full of what we call lament literature, or you might see the word complaint. That's how it's translated uh, sometimes too. Uh, it, chapter two, verse I guess one um, has the the word. At least in the ESV, it's complaint, um, and that's that's this sort of crying out to God that happens in the middle of of difficult things. So um, yeah, I hope you enjoy this book. It, it's written. Uh, roughly around uh, 605, which is before Jerusalem gets destroyed, but after the beginning of the deportations. So they've started. Uh, so Babylon has has conquered Assyria. Um, it's about seven years after Nineveh, the the capital of Assyria, has fallen, which you probably remember that from the book of Jonah, the, the city of Nineveh, and. Um, they were jerks, and they got overthrown, and Babylon um, Babylon has come and is, is taking people out of Jerusalem. And in 586, so about 30-ish years, no, about 20-ish years after Habakkuk is written, um, they're going to come in and just totally wipe out Jerusalem. Um, and that, so that's the time that we're living in, and you'll you'll recognize uh, the 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 book of Habakkuk uses the word Chaldeans, um, and that's Babylonians. Um, there, I'm sure there's a difference in what it means, but I don't know what it is. <laughs> so um, when you see Chaldeans, Babylonians is just read Babylonians basically. Uh, yeah, I mean that's kind of our background for this book. It's one of the minor prophets. It's a real short book, only three chapters. So uh, you know, hopefully you'll enjoy it and. Uh, uh, Aaron, let's go to you. What what did you think? Well, I guess, like we talked about, I initially thought <clears throat> there really is nothing new under the sun. Mm. Um, you feel a little less alone because they're going through some of the th- same things we are today. And I think as you get older, we realize every generation has gone to. Mm-hmm. Um, there are different people being hurt or injustices happening to, but it's always somebody. Yeah, right. Um, so gosh, you feel a little less alone. I also thought it was neat that uh, God talked back to him. He didn't just cry out and and then have to lean on his faith mm-hmm. and the readings that they already had. Uh, he actually got a communication back. Right, yeah, yeah. And it was a little less harsh than he was with Job. Right, exactly. <laughs> But but some real common ground there. Absolutely, like I still made all these things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm in control, and it might be a minute. It made me think of the phrase uh, somewhere else in the Bible. I think maybe Matthew. I don't know, mm-hmm. but where a day is like a thousand years to the yeah. Lord, and a 
So, you know, just wait. It's going to be a minute, but it will happen. And mm -hmm. what I say will come to fruition. Yeah, right. Yep. Yeah, we. I always sort of wish God operated on my timeline, but he never does. Literally <laughs> ever. Yep, that's <laughs> right. But then sometimes great things come, and I wasn't even expecting. I always think, gosh, yeah. I couldn't even plan that better. I would have never thought of the way that would happen. Right. Um, and I think this, too. You have to say, like, God, like, how long does this have to go on for? I guess I didn't realize the deportations took place over, like, 30 years. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a long time. So I... this would have been between the first and second phases, I believe maybe? so, yeah. I think that's that right. That is a long time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, it's a long time to be under the thumb of Babylon. Right, and now then you're gone for that time period too. Yeah, that's right. You know, and then it's 400 years to the New Testament. Mm -hmm. That's a long time to think that yeah. God's still with you and yeah. making plans and you need to remain in the faith. You know, I've always thought there, there's some comfort there too because, it, you know, when, when at least like when I read the books of the, the Old Testament, I think, boy, all these stories about God doing all this amazing stuff and it's been 2,000 years, you know, and, and, and not much in the way right. of like, uh, but when you think about it in terms of the, the actual timeline of the Old Testament, there's centuries where it, it's not that he doesn't do anything, but there's no, you It's know, not so obvious to us. Right. It's, there's no Mount Sinai kind of thing happening, mm -hmm. and there's no, uh, you know, parting of the Red Sea or anything like that for, for even hundreds of years in the Old Testament. And then you think, would it matter? I mean, they fall away in a right. century after, you know, mm -hmm. a sea being split open and right. crossing through. And the next thing you know, we're wandering in the wilderness because mm -hmm. we're being disciplined. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Yep. Yeah. Well, um, yeah, a lot of stuff to, to probably dig into here as far as, as specifics in the book. Um, any verses that particularly jumped out to you, Aaron? Um, yeah, I'm putting you on the spot. No, it's probably <laughs> the one where, you know, but you are going to be living by your faith. Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. Regardless. Um, I also thought, like, you know, write this down on tablets. God's not trying to hide anything. Right, yeah. You know, I'm telling you this is happening. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think, gosh, it'd be easy to judge, but the same thing happens with us. Like, right. I'm telling you this is going to happen, yet we keep living like it's not mm -hmm. because it seems like you have forever, probably like at this time. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. That's really easy to do that. Yeah. Yeah, until, you know, you see something happen that turns somebody's life on a dime. And, yeah. You know, everything goes 180 and you uh -huh. think, gosh... I should be paying attention. Things can happen in a moment. Yeah. And, you know, then the next day happens and you're back in your toils and troubles. Yeah, that's and right. You kind of lose sight of it for a minute. Yeah. I mean, it's hard to keep that kind of vigilance up every minute of every day. You oh, know? absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Which is why, too, you know, I think it's important, you know, trying to instill my kids being in the Bible and mm -hmm. God speaking to you through it. Because yeah. I think as you drift away from anything, from church, from your readings, you know, everything gets that much more difficult to right. hold on to. Mm -hmm. Yeah, especially when it's, you know, it, it you, when, when, when people drift away and like, it's not like lightning hits people out of the sky, you know, so it, it's, it's pretty easy to, to jump on that yeah. boat and you're far away from the dock before you know it. Yeah. Yeah. Which is kind of what happened with Jerusalem too. I mean, with, mm -hmm. we're with Solomon and things are great. And so, gosh, we're feeling 
pretty awesome and every you know right. everybody around us is bringing us mm-hmm. offerings and look how great we are and so you lose sight of your god and then yep you know your might becomes your i think that's what he said about the chaldeans <clears throat> their might becomes their god yeah you know yep. yeah that's... you lose sight of the true god i found that real if i find that very interesting that there's this uh uh this woe oracle uh, to the Chaldeans when he's like the last thing God said was I'm using these people and, right you know I actually read it twice and I thought did I get that right, right. so he's using them and now we're woe to you here's all the things that are gonna happen to you for being just like you are yeah right <laughs> exactly exactly you know Luther had a quote and I think it like it's it's one of those quotes that I just chew on a lot and, and he said uh, he if, I hope I get it right, but he said uh, there, there is a devil, but he's God's devil. And what he meant was uh, that that God is in control of all things, and even the, the evil that happens in, in the world, it's things that God has this way of turning for good. Uh, the Chaldeans coming in and murdering everybody is something that, that God uses for the purpose of kind of bringing Israel back to who they're supposed to be, you know. Um, but he's, it's still not good. You know, the fifth commandment is always the fifth commandment. You're not supposed to kill people. So That is always a tough thing to think about. I often think that with a sermon you preached where you said, um, you know, going in to somebody's hospital room and saying, but God works everything to the good of those who believe mm-hmm. in his name. Like, that's not always comforting at that time. Yeah. I think that those are both kind of similar things to wrestle with Mm -hmm. like we let this happen but we call it for good but it's still bad so why are you letting it happen because that's still my loved one Mm -hmm. you know especially when it hits close to home like yeah you still allowed these guys to be you know taken away right yeah absolutely and that's that thank you for the nice softball (laughs) there (laughs) that that's uh it's a perfect lead into what Habakkuk is doing like he's seeing all this stuff and that's what lament is all about it's those times in our life where we go God is in control of all this and if this is your plan God your plan stinks basically is the 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 sentiment right and that's what Habakkuk like pretty pointedly says here in in chapter one um how long will I cry for help and you won't hear me or cry violence and you're not going to save me you know, right? It it it's 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 very like it's very raw prayer. I think these are my favorites. Like I said, like Lamentations, Ecclesiastes. Mm-hmm. This is kind of right up my alley. But I think it's because it does give you a way to talk to God about yeah. issues. Yep. It, you know, they're happening to you now, and realize they were happening to someone else at a time. And mm-hmm. you know, he sent his son. Like he sent the ultimate answer. You know, in his yeah. timeline. Um, yep. So he will for us as well, but it is difficult in the moment. Right, absolutely. And it, you know, it. The the I think the beauty of what Habakkuk does and what Job does and what the Psalms of Lament do, is they 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 bring that to the right place. You know, that Habakkuk may be uh, may be angry and may be frustrated and may be you know beaten down and maybe even you know, bordering on irreverent in in the way that he prays, but he's praying like he's bringing those things to the the 
one right. that he should be bringing him to. It's kind of like he's not going talking behind God's back to everybody else but right. the problem, except the one who can do anything about it yeah. or give you the answer. Exactly. So this is that it's a it's a good example of how faith suffers. You know how how people of faith suffer in the world and suffer well in the world. It's by crying out. You know. Mm-hmm. I. I it always strikes me with stuff like this how, you know, very often um, I've had people sitting in here or in when I was next door in the office sitting in there and saying uh, <clears throat> things like, you know, I know I'm not supposed to question God and that kind of stuff. Um, and there's an extent to which that is true, that we that we were, you know, meant to recognize that God sent Jesus, as you said, um, and so he, like, he's proven even when it was very costly for him that he wants what's best for us. Uh, and so there's a sense in which that's true. But, you know, when you read Habakkuk, he's absolutely questioning God. In fact, he's kind of in God's face. And God doesn't say, you know, he doesn't, he doesn't beat Habakkuk down for doing that. There is a sense in which he goes, well, I'm God and you're not, you know, but it's not, how dare you, you know. Well, he's close enough to you to be able to count the hairs on your head. Yeah. So it's not like he doesn't know what we're thinking. Mm-hmm. Yep. So we're not surprising him in any way. And we're not the only ones thinking this either. So it's not like it's an uncommon thought, but his ways aren't our ways. So I, I mean, he, and he knows that. So he's going to have to talk us through some of this. Right. Yeah, that's right. Yep. Yep. There's a, a quote by Derek Kidner that he wrote a commentary on the Psalms, and it was on Psalm 88, and it said uh, something to the effect of the reason this is comforting that we have prayers like Habakkuk's in the Bible and Psalms like the Psalms of Laments in the Bible is because it shows us that God knows what people sound like when they're desperate. I thought, oh, that's yeah. really good. Yeah. You know? yeah. Well, and Jesus wept. I mean. Yeah, Right. You know, like, death isn't a good thing. These things aren't good things. Mm-hmm. So it's hard to be joyful in those. But for him at the end, it kind of reminded me of Luther. <laughs> you know, yeah. no fame, no wife if I lose all of these things. You uh-huh. know, essentially, if I don't have food, I will still take joy in the God of my salvation. Yes, like, that's such a great part. <laughs> yeah, I think Luther stole some of that from him, just yeah. rephrased. <laughs> yep. <laughs> But it is. I mean, even though all this would happen, like, we're like, what, the chaff in the field that gets blown away. Like, yeah. I mean, this too will end. Right. You know, and unless Jesus comes while you're living. Right. Yep. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that that last bit up because it's... Uh, it that, In fact, those are the... Those last three verses are the verses that we're going to... Uh, used for the Thanksgiving Day service, and there's, it's such a really cool part of Habakkuk. Yeah, yeah, definitely Holy Spirit-inspired, because you can't just say that on your own. Yeah, right, exactly. The, uh, the, the movement in this book, I think, is really an important thing, and most Psalms of Lament uh, do this. They... they they go from 
the lament part and the crying out part and the requesting part and that the overall movement is from lament to ultimately thanksgiving um and that's what what habakkuk as a whole in the book does too you know yeah david did that a lot in his psalms i guess yeah like, yeah you're ch- having me chased all over the place too but i trusted you right but i think that's what this does too is gives us a way to work through it it gives you a point to start at yes and, a, and gets you through to where you can be thankful again mm-hmm. yeah um because again on your own you're not probably going to get there right. hanging out with your friends like job did you're still not going to get there mm-hmm. yep absolutely when that's that's you know the 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 whole point of the word of god is that it's found or it's foundational it is also foundational <laughs> but it's it's formational for us right it's it i'm not just reading about habakkuk going from sorrow to joy the 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 point of god's word and the point of what the holy spirit is doing is is trying to actually bring me from sorrow to joy when i read habakkuk or when i carry those lessons with me until i'm sorrowful the next time and then can find my way back to joy and praise even in the midst of things like the fig tree not blossoming and fruit not being on the vines and so on at the end of Habakkuk. So. Yeah, it's a short book. It's a good one. <laughs> it, it is a good one and I think it's good for us to be doing this because it makes you read things you maybe don't normally read but mm-hmm. this is a great one to go back to. I keep track of some prayers in the Bible that are meaningful to me to be able to go back to and I would have never found this one had we yeah. not been forced to read it <laughs> right 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 but it's it's really good um, and it's good to see it brings I think forth all these people of the Bible that you know you hear a lot of the main ones but yeah I know even at Sam Eric's cousin said it's kind of like Isaiah and the other prophets yeah that's right you know so yep. we get to see all these other prophets and what they're going through as well yeah definitely yeah so now you guys all know where I get the Isaiah stuff from. It's, <laughs> that's about all we talk about at seminary <laughs> yeah I, I had that experience with with just Nahum the last one um, Pastor Brandon uh, covered our pericope study for me last week so I was going to cover for him this past week yesterday on Tuesday and uh, we were talking about it and he was like yeah it's from it's Nahum is the reading and I went what in the world is Nahum about <laughs> you know because I, I remember it from the books of the Bible and I I've looked at it of course before but uh, but gosh I didn't remember it until we dug back into it oh, wow this is really good yeah, stuff I yeah I need to get back into this yeah but definitely it's like Yep. you fall away again <laughs> yeah exactly well because again it's hard to keep that it energy is. up all the time yeah yeah but it's good to know you can always come back yeah and it's good to know i mean like you said the stuff's in your brain and then you're like oh yeah right and, yep. and uh, often it's at a time when i was doing a series going through my devotions this last month and it's been very applicable to some issues that we've been having kind of at work and with others mm-hmm. and I'm sending yeah. screenshots like look at this it's all pertain- right. it's like it's talking to us get away from me a yeah, little bit <laughs> definitely but it's always good to be able to go back to and and the more you're familiar the more it's kind of in your back pocket and mm-hmm. you can reference yeah at any time definitely well before we uh we'll do our five takeaways here in a minute but um before we do that and let's just uh since this is our last one of the bible in a year let's let's 
take just a minute and kind of reflect on. I know you guys were, I mean, you kept up with it pretty well, I think, throughout the year. Um, it's funny, you know, trying to keep kids on course with this and doing this. It's funny how, I mean, if you can fight through like you have to fight through anything, I think eating healthy or making a change yeah. in your diet or your personal life or, you know, your devotional life or anything. Uh-huh. It's hard to make it a habit, but once you do, then I'm like, ah, oh, you know, I think we could take the day off. And my kids are like, no, what are right. you doing? Right. Um, so it's a good way to make it more of a habit and it, you know, expose us to more of the Bible mm-hmm. and what's happening and yeah. having it kind of, like I said, along your back pocket and you're not going to remember everything, but right. you can always go back and then you get a little bit more or, mm-hmm. you know, Holy Spirit brings it forward at a certain time of your life. But I think it was good to keep it at a fast pace mm-hmm. like going through proverbs i had never read proverbs kind of in one sitting you know right. a lot of times it's pieced Which out is hard <laughs> it was so hard but it was so neat to see the themes uh-huh. over and over you know and you see these main themes you're like yep. oh that was back here and that was back here yeah it was kind of cool to read it quickly like that yeah definitely definitely any uh I'm asking you this and, and trying to think of my answer to it too. But uh, any thoughts on what your your favorite book to read this time was? Oh gosh. <sighs> I don't know. I know. I did the same thing. Open. They're all so good. It all depends on where you are. Yeah, that's. Right. I mean, I like Esther a lot. Yeah. But I had read that. You mm-hmm. know, I was familiar, but still, her faith and. Yeah. You know, God's not in there, but he's in there. Uh-huh. Um, yep. And other people acting in her life to help her make the right decisions. Mm-hmm. You know, she's not on her own. God's always yeah. given us people to speak into our lives if we're yes. willing to listen. And that yep. takes you into Proverbs, you know, uh-huh. like be willing to listen. I think it's just great reading it Yeah. all kind of in that. I can't name a favorite. Get yeah. out of here. <laughs> I don't know if I Revelations is great, like helping you through. Yeah. You know, I've read it a few times now, so I'm not very creative, but this has actually helped me think more creatively mm-hmm. and more uh, with the right side of my brain and right. help starting to see the symbolism. Mm-hmm. And so that was good to go through. I, I'll tell you, for me, I think uh, we did the both Thessalonians here. Uh, fairly recently in the last couple months and um, <clears throat> one thing that I had always kind of sort of made my eyes glaze over is uh, when we talk about like Paul's timeline and his missionary journeys and that kind of stuff I can never keep them straight <laughs> and I you know it, it I've been through them a number of times in like Sunday school and then undergrad and then seminary and uh, I I don't know it's one of those things that I've hit a whole bunch and just don't and right. never really grasped. Right. So it was fun for me with uh, Thessalonians to kind of put the book in the timeline of Acts and make it go and, and sort of go, oh, this is you know this is what was going on with Paul, and this links up pretty well with what's in First Thessalonians and Second Thessalonians. So I think that was um, I don't know if those books were my favorite to read necessarily, but uh, it was definitely one of my favorite kind of things that I pulled out of this Bible in a year thing. So Yeah. Yeah. Um and you mentioned I think you did Ecclesiastes, right? Mm-hmm. You said that beforehand. The, uh, the it, that's always one of my favorite ones to read. Yeah. Um 
Which sounds terrible. I guess I like the depressing I, stuff. Well, I don't know. <laughs> it makes you feel less alone. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yep. Um, well, there's a bunch of stuff you could take away from Habakkuk, but uh, I'll give you... Uh, here's a couple things that I think are good takeaways for us. Uh, one, uh, we, all, we actually hit all these. One is that God is in control of even evil things. Uh, remember the the Chaldeans at first are his instrument and second are his uh, the, the recipients of his judgment in Habakkuk. So notice that. Um, <coughs> the second thing I think we we really pull out of this book is that God invites us to pray honestly. Um, to him, whether it's it's you know angry or whatever it is, uh, he invites us to pray to pray very honestly. Um, I read this book. Uh, it was I may have said this before on the podcast. I don't remember, but it it was uh, uh, right around the time that my dad died earlier this year, and I was reading this book for a class. Uh, it was called Abraham's Silence, and it was about um, Genesis 22 and how Abraham does not do what Habakkuk does when he's told to sacrifice his son. He doesn't. He doesn't talk back. He just goes and does it. And uh, and you know, without going into too much about what the book's about, basically, um, what the author was trying to give to the church was this idea that that God would like us to be dialogue partners with Him, not just sort of. Uh, silent about everything that happens and that was for me like a pretty life-changing thing actually uh, to, to you know I read Job and that kind of stuff before but uh, to have it really spelled out by this guy that God uh, that it's okay when I'm angry to express that uh, to God anyway so Habakkuk is a really good example of that that we pray honestly um, and you know, reverently is a good idea, but but honestly is okay. Um, and then third, uh, this movement in Habakkuk is a really important movement from uh, from sorrow to joy. That we move from uh, you, you know praying honestly and even praying angry is an okay thing. We're not supposed to stay there. That's not the you know, and that's not to say there's there's a timeline on it or that everybody's experience isn't a little bit different there uh, but it is to say that that the goal of God's word is to move us out of a place of, of anger out of a place of sorrow and into a place of joy um, and you, you mentioned Aaron that that David does that an awful lot uh, if you if you want to see a great example of that Psalm 13 is kind of the textbook uh, example of what a lament looks like and you'll notice it's only about six verses so it's it's really easy to read a couple of times and you'll notice that movement to to praise and thanksgiving. Um, and then finally, uh, and, and you brought this up right at the beginning, Aaron, it, it's it's a great example of the fact that God hears and answers prayer here in Habakkuk. You know, we, uh, we get his answers, like his half of the conversation now is through reading. So we've been listening an awful lot uh, this year as we've gone through the Bible together uh, here at Zion. Um, but in Habakkuk, we see you know, direct conversation between God and the prophet. Um, and we kind of very often, at least I kind of very often, sort of wish God would <laughs> do the same thing. Uh, but, you know, he's chosen to work differently now um, because his revelation is, is 
ultimately complete in Jesus. And, uh, uh, and we do have something that keeps giving back, like the Bible. So, All right, everybody. Yeah. Yeah. That's As it? someone famous once said, it is finished. <laughs> <laughs> have a good one, everybody. We'll see you at church. <laughs>